This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Searching for gifts for guys can be difficult because, honestly, they don't like what you're buying them. So put down the ugly tie and get them a man crate. Man crates take stuff guys love, like machetes, beef jerky, and video games, and packs them into wooden crates and ships them right to their door. They come with a crowbar so they can pry the box open themselves. Find a great gift for every type of guy, whiskey drinkers, bacon lovers, even zombie survivalists. Go to mancrates.com slash stew to find the perfect gift for every guy you know. Mancrates.com slash stew. face over there? Um, uh, butt cheese? Yeah, that's it, that's it. Butt cheese? Butt hook? Yep. Richard uh, Butt Cheese. Richard Butt Cheese. Welcome, Mr. Butt Cheese. We call you Mr. Cheese, Mr. Butt. Uh, you, the whole thing, Butt Cheese, do you go by anything short or still full? Would it matter? Nah, really wouldn't. That's what I thought. Really wouldn't. <laughs> Can we no. start with some terrible music? Start with terrible music? Yeah, I'd like to start with terrible music today. Okay. Um, we'll start with Apple's new iPad ad. This is a C1 for the guys in the studio. Because I think uh, this is it's a little bit out of the... Uh, it wasn't the big story today. But I was fascinated by not only this, but the horrifically awful song by Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> so let's start off here. This yeah. is the new iPad ad. And listen to uh, the lyrics I, of the song they're playing. I will, say, I will say this. The song itself is kind of catchy. It's by um, uh, the Orwells. I don't know the band. Do you? Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the Orwells? I don't think so. Anyway, here's the, here's the iPad ad. You, you tell us. So the controversy with that are the lyrics, is the lyrics. Um, there's some anti-American stuff in there. Did you catch it? I mean, I, I heard something about... Uh, forefathers. Forefathers. I'm not your son. Okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you those. The lyrics that they actually use here are, you better pledge your allegiance. Uh, you're not the only one. Listen up, forefathers. I'm not your son. And then they go to, you better help the children, let them have some fun, some fun, some fun. Okay, so those are the lyrics they use. Uh, The whole song goes like this. You better toss your bullets, you better hide your guns, you better help the children, let them have some fun. You better count your blessings. Yeah, nothing wrong with that so far, I guess. Uh, Well, I mean, you know, hide your guns. Yeah, and and toss your bullets. Kind of seems like it's an anti-Second Amendment type of thing. 
kiss mom and pa, you better burn that flag because it ain't against the law. Well, just because it's not against the law, I should do it? Stupid. You better pledge your allegiance. You're not the only one. Listen up, forefathers. I'm not your son. You better save the country. You better pass the flask. You better join the army. I said no. No, thank you, dear old Uncle Sam. You better toss your bullets. You better hide your guns. You better help the children. Let them have some fun, some fun, some fun. So it's kind of an anti, it's seemingly an anti-American song, hmm. isn't it? Is that something to get all hot I mean, and bothered about on an iPad ad? It doesn't exactly know. kill me, but uh, you'd wonder why of all this. Obviously, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Apple can do whatever they want because they have so much money and they can get any song that they would want and they can get any artist that they want. And I mean, this is a weird this, choice. This is a, a, a company that basically released a U2 album. I mean, that's not yeah. something that uh, a computer company typically does. Mm -hmm. They can do anything they want. and like, So why choose this, right? I mean, what's, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Listen up, forefathers. I'm not your son. Uh, how many Americans feel that way? Right. Many Americans disparage the founding fathers. Like, I don't want to be associated with you. The only thing I can think of with that one is, is if you take it out of the political context and you've taken out some of the other lyrics, it kind of has that. You know, this ain't your mama's computer sort of feel to it. I mean, you say, in the way he says it, you don't really necessarily pick up that it's forefathers. I, so, I mean, maybe, and it's certainly a cool vibe for a song. So, I mean, you know, maybe they just tried to slip it by people and figured it wasn't a big deal. Maybe. You know, but yeah, uh, that's unfortunately, you know, look, we don't focus enough on lyrics anymore. You know, that's the biggest problem that we have. And I think mm -hmm. the biggest problem in the music industry right now. And I think there's only one man who can solve that. Samuel L. Jackson. Naturally. You know, the guy, the snakes on the, on the plane guy. Snakes on a plane guy. That's the guy who's going to solve not only our, our musical problems, but mm -hmm. also our racial ills. Yeah. Windu from uh, Star Wars. Isn't that his name? Or Window, Win, Win, Windex? Windex. It was Windex. <laughs> it's the, uh, yeah, it's, it's Windex. It's, he's, uh, he cleans a lot of windows. Right, but he does uh, it with the Star force. Wars, but so. he does it with the force. Yeah, which is really, is really for cool. skyscrapers uh, on Curacao, really helpful because he doesn't have to. Some of those are like 80,000 feet tall. Right, and so. you don't want to necessarily risk somebody's life on one right. of those, you know, thing. he just can just do it with the force. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a little plot twist. You'll see that coming <laughs> up in the new episode. Um, but he, uh, I guess he's upset about the racist cops. Oh, I mean, no. and we all know. These cops are so racist. They're all racisty. Their mm -hmm. racistness is mm. racistic. Racist, racist. That's what I was looking for. Racistic. Mm -hmm. um, he uh, decided, uh, you know, people. Sure, there was that whole thing about putting ice on your head, uh, ice bucket challenge. You know, supposed to help cure disease or something like that. I don't even know. And all these celebrities did that. Well, why won't they sing Samuel L. Jackson's song? That's all he's asking for. <laughs> <laughs> well, show me an example. What is this song? Well, let's just watch his pitch for it. Maybe here, I want to sing it. Here's the one, the only, Samuel L. Jackson. All you celebrities out there who poured ice water on your head, here's a chance to do something else. Okay. I challenge all of you to sing the We Ain't Gonna Stop Till People Are Free song. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. I can hear my neighbor crying, I can't breathe. Now I'm in the struggle. And I can't leave Calling out the violence of the racist police mm -hmm. We ain't gonna stop till people are free We ain't gonna stop till people are free Think about it. Come on. Thank Sing you. Sing it out. 
Yep. Thank you, Pat. Sing it out. Sing Think it out. Think about it. Think that about it. would have been it. an amazing song to sing in the amazing. 1700s. Um, amazing song. Today, <laughs> a little bit less relevance, uh, I will say. <laughs> uh, um, Stu, that song has never been more relevant than because it he is said right now today. Racist police. Yeah. Uh, here, the, the lyrics, in case you missed them, I can hear my neighbor crying, I can't breathe, a re reference to Eric I've heard. How many times have you heard your neighbor cry that? Uh, well, I, not I because my them. neighbors are white and they are oh loved gosh. by the police. So you um, live in a racist neighborhood. Yeah. Yes. Segregated yes. white neighborhood. Actually, it's not even true. It's not even true. My neighbors are Indian. <laughs> and I rent a house from a Mexican. So, you know, that's, that's the way it works. Okay. Um, uh, I can hear my neighbor crying. I can't breathe. Now I'm in the struggle and I can't leave. Calling out the violence of the racist police. We ain't going to stop till people are free. We ain't going to stop till people are free. Beautiful. Now, Boom. One interesting part of this, and I actually heard Hannity make this same point, and we've made it on this program as well. Uh, I heard him make it last night. Can anyone point to anything in either of these cases that indicates in the slightest, that any part of it was influenced by racism. Yes, both of the victims were black. Yep. That's not, uh, that's not, that doesn't work. And, and both of the perpetrators were white. white. And Whiteys. there you have the entire case. Crackers. The entire case. Yeah. There, none of these people were on tape on Facebook saying racist things. None of these people said racist things at the time. No one is accusing them of saying uh, racial slurs during the murders. What about the trail of dead black people they left behind them prior to these latest? No uh, examples incidents. of it. In fact, uh, nothing mm. but high praise, at least for the guy, uh, for Darren Wilson. I, I don't know the background as well of the, the guy in New York, but there's no accusations of any of that happening in and around any of these people. It's just literally completely made up. There, like, where you had, back in the day, OJ, you had Mark Furman, who admitted or eventually got around to admitting or being caught in the fact that he had used the N-word on some occasions in the past in his life. At least that's something, right? I mean, at least he did that. This, there mm -hmm. is no evidence whatsoever of racism in either of the cases they're using as the basis of their claims of racism. Don't you think, it, like, wouldn't you need something, someone that they knew from, uh, from the police department who came out and said, oh, you know what, I heard him around the office making racist jokes. Anything? There's nothing. All of this is based on zilch. And people like, you know, uh, uh, you know, Samuel L. Jackson just come out and just say, oh, they're racist police. Yeah. Racist police, sing this song. Yeah. It's the racist police. It's like, it's not the racist police. It's going to be interesting to see if any celebrities take him up on his challenge. Anyone so far, Jeff? Do we have a count? How many, how, many, how many celebrities are jumping on the uh, Samuel L. Jackson bandwagon and singing the Samuel L. Jackson song about racist police? Jeffy? Uh, Jeffy? Uh, Jeffy? Jeffy. How many now? How many now? Count very yeah. carefully. How many have added since we asked you at the beginning? Uh, Is there more now? Now how many? How many now? I mean, it's got to be one after another after another after another. And the only, the only thing that keeps you know, the count from really spinning right. out of control is the amount of time it takes to download. <laughs> well, that and you know, the fact that many of these celebrities will be it. killed by the racist police. Well, true. Uh, that's the problem. Some of the black ones. None yeah. of the whiteies no, will No, none be. of the white people. The whiteies could all be people. singing the song. Yeah. But they won't. They Why? Because they're whiteies. They're, they're, white. they're hateful crackers. I love the beginning are. of this. He's like, he's so tough. Like yeah. he, you know, Samuel L. Jackson's known as a pretty cool guy. You know, like he could say things like, I, I got to get these MF and snakes off this MF and plane. And it becomes a, a catchphrase. Mm -hmm. And I think he, maybe he's let that go to his head a little bit. I, you I mean, I know you're trying to look 
cool there, Sam, but uh, it's not really working. <laughs> yeah, let's see it again one more time oh, after really? talking about oh, yeah, let's, okay. well, let's watch the let's, beginning of the Sam, Sam Jackson. Because uh, you're right. He was kind of. All you celebrities out there who poured ice water on your head. On your head. Had a chance to do something else. <laughs> I challenge to do all something of else. Like, that's the only thing you do. We ain't going to stop until mm-hmm. people are free, song. Yeah. Here all we right. go. Here we go. All right. One more time. I can hear my neighbor crying. I can't breathe. Yeah. Now I'm in the struggle, and I can't leave. Calling out the violence of the racist police. We ain't gonna stop till people are free. I said, we ain't gonna stop till people are free. Free. Seriously, come on. Think Sing about it. Out. Think Sing about it out. Man. Sing it out. I just did. I just did. Now, you got to love the... Uh, the crazy arguments being made after he posted this a commenter posted a link to a story of an unarmed white man shot and killed by a black police officer jackson responded to the post writing perfect example of the lyric racist police no matter the race (laughs) (laughs) what but there's no indication of racism in that one either as far Mm -hmm. as i know uh a black officer shooting a unarmed white person that doesn't mean that the, that doesn't mean the black person's racist against the white person. Actually, people interact all the time, and race isn't an issue. Uh, constantly have conversations with people of different races, and race isn't a topic of discussion. Doesn't mm-hmm. influence the conversation at all. It's just uh, you know we might notice that we look different. That's kind of the end of it. Uh, I've, apparently, now every incident between. Uh, uh, police officers and someone of an opposite race automatically equals racism. Yeah. Even when when it's white people getting, being shot by black people. Uh, what about all the cases where black cops shoot black people or racist. white cops shoot white people? Or is that racist too? Is it only the ones with a different race that immediately means racism, but all the ones of the same race, they're completely fine? It's gotten so it's ridiculous. so ridiculous. We ain't gonna stop till people are free. I said we ain't gonna stop till people are free. You could yeah, 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 bunch of racist stuff too, but... But here's the answer. We ain't gonna stop till people are free. Yeah. <laughs> this just hurts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what? it hurts. Why? Because <laughs> we ain't gonna stop till people, people are free. I mean, think of the standard we've set here. Mm-hmm. We are giving credibility to someone who mm-hmm. has absolutely no idea what he's talking oh, about. Oh, you are just pissed because he ain't gonna <laughs> stop <laughs> till people are free. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the phone number. <laughs> if I have to hear that one more time, I'm going to hang myself. We ain't gonna stop till people are free. Yeah. Uh, immediate reaction by you two. As soon as I said that, interesting. Good. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It is uh, Pat and Stu. About fifteen thousand people joined uh, pinstriped. I don't. Why are they pinstriped Nazis on uh, a march in Dresden yesterday? Members have been dubbed the pinstriped Nazis, and they they refer to their demonstrations as evening strolls. 
through German cities. But on Monday night, an estimated 15,000 people joined uh, the Patriotic Europeans Against Islamization of the West in a march through Dresden carrying banners, bearing slogans saying uh, such as uh, zero tolerance towards criminal asylum seekers and protect our homeland, just plus a, stop the Islamization. Just a quick, uh, quick, quick interjection historically. Um, the people that those people were complaining about um, were on the same side as the Nazis. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they yeah. named one of, one of the countries uh, in this particular region, uh, named their country after the Aryan movement. Yeah, called, uh, it's very called true. Iran. It's called mm -hmm. Iran. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which means... It's funny because I was, are you, you're being tough on Islamic uh, extremists. How dare you? Uh, that's mm -hmm. like Nazis. Actually, the Nazis would have sided with the Islamic extremists. Both didn't like Jews very much. Not Jewish, not fans of the Jews. Mm -hmm. Not big fans of the Jews. Uh, so I don't think being anti-Islamic extremism can possibly make you on the same side as the Nazis. However, uh, you know, I mean, if you're just bashing uh, Muslims for being Muslim, uh, you can certainly see some correlation there as, as despising a group. Did, well, there was something to that with the Nazis. Uh, Lutz Bachmann, the head of Pegida, Pegida? Uh, anti-foreigner campaign group led the crowds, either waving or draped in German flags, and they were doing the chants of uh, "Wir sind das Volk, <laughs> wir sind das Volk." <laughs> you and have to say it that way. It, you have to. Cause What's it's a calm German. German sound like? What is a calm German? Yeah, sound? someone who's relaxed. He's had a couple of chamomile tea, mm -hmm. sitting back. You're sitting back, it's relaxing. Just like, he's like relaxed. A nice fire burning. <laughs> Like that. Really? Okay. Yeah. So it's a very nice tone, right? yeah, yeah. a dulcet tone. Yeah. It's a little more soothing that uh -huh. way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which means? We are the people. Mm. We so are can, the people. You can say the English part mm -hmm. calmly. Yes, but you can't say it calmly in German. Can you say it's we impossible. are the people loudly? Uh, we are the people. Yeah, see, it doesn't sound like so German doesn't, at all. Still doesn't. Huh? No. Yeah. <laughs> Now, that sounds a little intimidating, yeah. doesn't it? Funny, I mean, well, we're on this topic. It's mm -hmm. amazing because Hitler only spoke on tape publicly like that. I mean, he was constantly screaming. In reality, though, he was, they only have one recording of him. We talked about this a few weeks right. ago. There's yeah. only one recording of very him soft -spoken, not right? knowing he was being recorded mm -hmm. and, uh, because he was very sensitive about that. And he was just like, you know, very soft-spoken guy. No. Uh, you know, was not forceful at all in his voice. Uh, bizarre. Really bizarre. Real bizarre. It's such a strange thing. I was watching um, a little program I like to call Nazi Mega Weapons uh, <laughs> the other day. And uh, it was like a, the V2 program. It was on uh -huh. the V2 program. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, Hitler gets criticized uh, for a few different things. Um, one of which, however, is that he was really bad at military planning. And here's a guy who almost took over the world, but he was actually a terrible mil military planner. And some of that I feel like is is true and some of it's not true. Like he he did do things that no one can believe. We talked about three million uh, Nazi troops going into Russia, which was mm -hmm. obviously a terrible move. But I mean, just amassing three million troops uh, is is amazing. Almost no one's ever done it. Yeah. Um, but the V2 program, he wasn't actually into it, the rocket program. He wasn't particularly into it at the beginning. Um, but they decided to dump money. Once the Nazis took power, they had basically unlimited funds to dump into military projects. They just they didn't care. They'd spend any money they could on, on military. So they decided to build this rocket testing facility, and they built it on the water 
on their far north coast. So it's like on the water, like on a, like on a peninsula. And you know, they're like, oh, this is a great place. We can watch the rockets launch. And you can see the perp, you get a site, you know, this is, this is where they're trying to figure out how to control the rocket so it can hit something that they want to hit as far, instead of just mm -hmm. going up and coming down. And so they're going through this whole testing proje uh, project, and they, they built this thing, and I can't remember the size of it, but it was like an entire city. They built places for people to, uh, to live, they built condos, they built, you know, all this stuff. Testing facilities that they you know, have never been replicated at that time. It, they were absolutely, it was a, the biggest military research facility ever built, by a wide margin. Mm -hmm. They put it on this peninsula, uh, far away from their, you know, uh, the defenses, and just kind of plopped it up there, assuming no one would ever find out about it. Well, I mean, you know, this is before satellites, so you wouldn't necessarily notice a giant thing in the middle of nowhere. Um, and what happened was they, they wound up catching a couple of high-ranking uh, Nazis, and they heard them talking amongst themselves about rockets and got the location of it, and then came down and bombed the hell out of this place because there's basically no defenses. They just built the largest military research rocket facility ever built with basically no way to defend it, just assuming no one would ever find it. And once, they, once the, uh, the, Brit the British found out about it, they just bombed, bombed it into oblivion and took out hundreds of V-2 rockets uh, that were being uh, nice. finished. And so they eventually had to, uh, they eventually built a, uh, you know, a facility in France to launch them at, uh, at, at the British and everything. But it's like, this guy gets, it's, he's such an amazing character, and this is why I can't stop watching these shows. And whenever you go to History Channel, you, you can't stop, you, you have to stop on, on, on a Hitler documentary. He's, it's like, he's such a fascinating character. Here's a guy that's completely nuts, but also is able to get an, one of the biggest industrialized countries to start believing in him and get, get, eventually get to a point where everyone in the country seemingly loved the guy until they realized what he was really doing. He goes and he's, uh, he, he has an opportunity to take over the world. They've even, they even drew up plans to, to, to invade America eventually. Uh, and this guy almost accomplished it. And then you see, like, all of these missteps and stupid things they did and all the decisions he forced himself into. Thank God he was an idiot uh, in a lot of ways because, man, if this guy was uh, smarter or uh, had less of an ego, God only knows where we would be today. Not infected by syphilis, which yeah. drove him mad? Uh, yeah, he, you, he you believe that? Worse. You believe I that? do. Yeah, I do. I think toward the end, he was making uh, such unbelievably bad decisions yeah. that well, there was something really wrong with him. And we know he was being heavily medicated by his staff yeah. doctor in ways that he should not have been. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of that came out with, uh, with that book in the 60s, it was mm -hmm. Inside the Third Reich or whatever. And uh, that kind of gave a totally different view of him, where people really thought up until really the 60s that he was... A horrible guy, but a guy who was a big time leader and, and no one, you know, mm -hmm. he was he was unquestioned and he had this authority over everyone. And until that book came out, which was by what's his face, one of the one of the main guys, one of the top five or six guys, I can't remember which, which one it was. But he was you know, after he came out of prison, he released this book and it was basically described like they had all the same stupid problems that every political party has. All the same infighting, all the mm -hmm. same struggles for power, all that nonsense. Uh, it really took us a long time to find out about it. Yeah. Uh, but it's amazing that people now are, uh, I don't know, associating themselves with this movement. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. But, but, you know, Europe has let this get so out of hand yeah. with the immigration situation that now their people are like, okay, this is killing us. This is killing us. Uh, so the first march drew about 200 people. 
by uh, last week, it was about 10,000. And then by Monday night, 15,000. So this thing is increasing exponentially. Yeah. Uh, and one of the guys who was at the demonstration, some man who didn't want to be identified, uh, and the reason's pretty obvious when you hear what he said, but uh, he's in his 60s, and he said Muslims are plotting to infect our food chain with their excrement. So that's... That's why he wants them out of the country, because they're going to poop in the food supply. <laughs> I don't know how true that is or how they'd pull that off, but uh, that's his main concern. Uh, so Alrighty. It's a pretty good concern. So, yeah, it? yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah, I, I don't know if it is or not, but I wouldn't want it to happen to that's, my food supply. Terrible. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. About two-thirds of Germans, according to a new poll by Der Spiegel, Der Spiegel magazine, mm-hmm. Uh, believe that Angela Merkel's government is not doing enough to address to address the concerns about immigration and asylum seekers. I mean, this has been brewing for a really long time there, a yeah. really long time. France, Germany, Denmark, uh, all of these, well, it's, it's clear up into the Nordic countries, Norway, Finland, uh, Sweden, they're all yeah. being uh, inundated it's with, and, and many of the Muslims that come are great people. You know, probably well, most, yeah. but there is some radical uh, population now that's spreading their way north. Yeah, and it's amazing to see, you know, we are so blessed here in America to have Europe and to able for them to do these things and watch what happens to these countries to give us an example. If we do not continue or if we do not stop going down these wrong roads and we don't continue to you know, try to turn this thing around. Yeah. Uh, this and is what you rarely learn from it. We don't, we How never often do. do we learn from we it? We never do. We see them go down these horrible socialist roads, and we just follow them. And we mm-hmm. look at their countries, and we're like, we don't want to be like them. I mean, yeah, look, there are some people like, oh, we'd love to be Denmark or whatever. Sure, there are some people who say that. But in fact, this, that's not how our country works. It's a, it's a small country of a bunch of people that's uh, you know, almost uh, universally one culture. There's a lot of differences. Look at the bigger countries. Look at Germany. Look at France. Look at the way that they're moving. Look at the, U- the finances of the U.K. You want that? You want Greece? I mean, I, they're giving us a roadmap of what we will become. And we continue to stop looking at it. And we really can't avoid this. They've showed us what not to do for hundreds of years. Yeah. And we continue to just keep doing it. Over and over and over again. It's amazing. However, they are, uh, they are having some big advancements here. Uh, the Third Reich, uh, on the run up to World War II, built a resort called the Strength Through Joy Resort. Oh. Now, how many times have you been there? Um, including this year? Yeah, including this year. Why would I not include this year? I mean, uh, 12 we're at the end of the year. What? 12 team. 12 team? 12 team. He's been there 12 team times, so yeah. this is not news to you. to your looking tour? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy, healthy Aryans would stay and play at the 10,000-room mm-hmm. complex on the Baltic Sea. Uh, eating, swimming, even bowling for the Fuhrer. Think Hitler's Cancun. But 24 <laughs> year, uh, 25 years after the fall of the Berlin Wall, the complex um, is nicknamed the Colossus of Perora, is part of a growing debate in modern Germany that pits commercialism against a word that I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce, but it means how the country should come to terms with its dark past, uh, which they probably should. A group of investors in the seaside town is now doing what the Nazis never could, realizing the site's final stage of transformation into a vacation wonderland. Large parts of the complex are being gutted and rebuilt into developments. Do we have pictures of this, pictures of this thing, by any chance? It sounds pretty amazing. 10,000-room complex. Mm-hmm. 10,000 rooms. It's a big hotel. Uh, yeah, they call it the Hitler's Cancun. That's pretty amazing. And we are these two smiling people, are they staying there? Or? That's the only one. 
There it is. That's the picture? I guess. That's Which is just a, a, a bunch so of crappy-looking concrete. That's it built, maybe? So it's not actually operational, is that right? It's coming, apparently. <clears throat> um, in, uh, in the mountains uh, in western Germany, a former Nazi training ground is undergoing a $52 million facelift, adding a convention center and observation deck. Uh, the facility's website suggests a blend of historical remembrance and ecotourism, bluntly staying, we, uh, stating, we don't consider leisure activities and taking a critical look at history to be irreconcilable. Uh, well, okay. I guess uh, it doesn't seem like a fun vacation, although, I mean, there's, these historical sites are pretty amazing. The place, they showed the, uh, on that same special I was watching, Nazi mega weapons. Uh, they also showed the site where they launched all the V-2 rockets from. It's in France, and it's just this giant dome, and you can walk right mm. up to it. I mean, like, it's just sitting there. These things are all in, like, disrepair. The same thing with, with the rocket facility that they wanted bombing I was talking about before. Mm -hmm. It's just, there's just ruins there. People are just walking through. You have, like, pieces of old rockets sitting there still. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, there really is so much history that just kind of winds up uh, just sitting there and decaying. Yep. And that's when it becomes really interesting, I think. Uh, another interesting aspect of this, did you see this? Uh, 25 years, I think you read part of this, 25 years after the fall of the Berlin Wall, the complex, nicknamed the Colossus of Perora, is part of a growing debate in modern Germany that pits commercialism against, what is this, <laughs> what is this German word? I skipped it. It's like 95 letters long. Well, why don't you long. say it in the German, loud German voice? Vergangenheits bewaltingung! Oh, okay. Okay, so it's, <laughs> that's one word. Yeah. Vergangenheits bewaltingung! Right. Or the German word for how the country should be, should come to terms with and, its dark. Power. And obviously, if he, if, if he didn't pronounce that exactly, we'll just give you the easy spelling V E R G A N G E N H E I T S B E W A L T I G U N G. No, just, just Google that if you don't understand. Oh, <laughs> man. It's All a right, beautiful language. <laughs> triple A, no. It, wow, language. it is not. It, they were the right country to try to take over the world. Yeah. Because if, if it would have been like the French... You wouldn't like, believe it. It wouldn't. It, 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 you didn't believe it. You know, the Frenchy French voice wouldn't work at all. You no. need to have the German force behind it. Definitely. Uh, to make it as evil as it was. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Back back with more in a second. A horrible story uh, coming out of uh, Pakistan today. Um, there's a report that the death toll has written, risen to 126. Among those, at least 84 of them are believed to be children. These are the people who mm. were taken down by several gunmen um, in Pakistan. A horrific story. President Obama made a, you know, a statement on it. Well, let's give it to you because see if you notice uh, any, anything about it. The United States condemns in the strongest possible terms today's horrific attack on the Army Public School in Peshawar, Pakistan. Our hearts and prayers go out to the victims. It's nice. Their families and loved ones, of course. By targeting students and teachers in this heinous attack, terrorists have once again shown their depravity. We stand with the people of Pakistan, mm -hmm. reiterate the commitment of the United States to support the government of Pakistan in its efforts to combat terrorism and extremism uh, okay. and to promote peace and stability in the region. Mm. Now, you can give him some credit. I guess he did at least blame terrorism he did. for it. Uh, however, did not mention the Taliban, which uh, is the group that he seemingly wants to negotiate with in the region. Um, did not mention them because they are the ones actually responsible for the terrorist attack. Um, but... 
Maybe I'm being a. Uh, am I? Am I? Am I uh, splitting hairs, Pat? Not at all. No, no it's typical. Uh, attack began in the morning hours. Gunmen entering the school, students in grades f uh, from one to ten, and uh, just shooting at random, just killing innocent kids. Jeez. Why would you do? I mean, what? What does this accomplish? If you're the Taliban, you're you're killing fellow Muslims here. Mm -hmm. What? Why are you? How is that going to help your effort uh, to regain control in Afghanistan or yeah. Pakistan or anywhere else? Uh, just like, How does that help? Just like the mob, there is some odd, there's some odd ethic, right? You know, the mob will go and they'll be they'll be killing all the you know people that they're you know having business with if they existed. They obviously don't exist, but if if right. the mob existed, they would be killing. You know, people they do business with who they stiff them on, you know, loans and gambling debts and all that stuff. But yeah. they have an ethic. They don't do certain things. They don't cross certain lines, at least in the movies. Right. Terrorists do kind do. of have that as well. Usually they won't do things like this, not because they care about innocent life, but because they know how bad this is. This is the type of thing that has, that gets citizen, uh, citizens to turn against people like al-Qaeda, uh, even if they support their so. general goals. You would think so. Did you see the excuse they used? No. You see, did you see the reasoning for why this happened? The Taliban's revenge because of that Pakistani woman who won the Nobel Peace Prize, who was shot in the head. It's their revenge because she won the Nobel Prize. What? What? Okay, so you kill a bunch of innocent, 84 innocent school children, 126 people altogether, because uh, the UN gave the Nobel Prize, or the Nobel Committee gave the Nobel Prize to uh, this Pakistani woman, Malala Yousavi? What? what? I just, I don't, no. I don't pretend to understand that. Uh, but that's what they, that's what they have claimed. Yeah, I mean, listen, these quotes are just heart-wrenching. My son was in a uniform in the morning. He is in a casket now, wailed one parent. Uh, as he came to the hospital to collect his body, the body of his 14-year-old son, um, it's brutal. Uh, Pakistani officials have yet to uh, verify uh, the um, one report that came out of uh, Pakistan of the, a teacher being <laughs> burned alive in front of pupils and children had been beheaded. Yeah. It is uh, among. I mean, the only thing that, that comes to mind here is the um, is the, the, the Chechnya situation. Remember this, where yeah. they did the same thing to a school. Uh, the Chechnyan terrorists came in and and did this in and Russia. It, was it Beslan? Is that the name? Yeah, of it? I think it was. I can't remember. We did mm -hmm. a big thing on it um, uh, years ago because it's one of those things that you fear is going to be repeated. I mean, Islamic extremists and terrorists do talk mm. about this type of attack fairly often. And here's another one on this scale, which is pretty awful. Um, uh, it's, it's hard to understand. It's hard to understand. It's hard to understand any of the thinking of these people. No. Uh, yesterday, I think it was on radio, we talked about this particular guide. Uh, about these jihadists, they're they're sick, they're sick in the head, they're sick in their souls. If they if they have one, uh, they have a guide to to that that you can turn to uh, for what to do when you've captured a woman. So if you have a sex slave, what can you do with her? What 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 am I free and, uh, and able to do? Mm -hmm. It's an yeah, important you question. Sure, you want to make sure after you get your sex slave, you don't cross any lines uh, that may anger Allah. Of course, mm -hmm. that's right. That's why you need to know these. These are, these are important questions, and they're tough ones. So um, you know, it's how to treat a female or female slave 
which uh, can allow a jihadist militant to rape them, including girls who have not yet reached puberty. But, I mean, there are obviously some rules. Yeah, There's obviously you're gonna have some, some rules. rules when and it comes and to like you said, some lines you don't want to cross. Mm -hmm. The uh, Middle East Research Guide, Memory, has uh, translated the pamphlet. Question number four is, is it permissible to have intercourse with a female captive? All right, so you get a, you get a, a female slave. Mm -hmm. But what can I do with her? She's obviously my slave. I can make her mm -hmm. work and do all that stuff. But can I have sex with her, Pat? But that's boring. Yeah. Just having her work around the house, you know, do some dishes. Yeah, that's boring. Make some beds, uh, do a little cooking. So what? Mm -hmm. Can I have sex with her? Yeah. You know, especially if I'm if I'm married, is that okay? Yeah. Well, it is permissible to have sexual intercourse with a female captive. Allah the Almighty said, "Successful are the believers who guard their chastity, except from their wives or the captives and slaves." Right, right. Which you have, okay? Right. So that clears the way. Yep. That their right hand possesses, for then they are free from blame. That's mm. in the that's the in the Quran twenty three five through six. Because I have I have, a, I have I have another question here, Pat, for you in just a second. But All right. I noticed in the trans the. Uh, the translation, uh, the captives and slaves are in parentheses. Mm -hmm. So except for their wives or the captives and slaves, like why, why is that, is that, is that basically like the Islamic extremists saying, ah, wives and, you know, the slaves and stuff. Like, are they just adding that in? Uh, I mean, or is that I'm not in there? Sure. Maybe not translated uh, exactly? Don't ask too many questions. Okay, I have another, I have another I question you're asking you. too many A more questions. important question. Okay. Let's say I got a female slave. Okay. Yeah, right. Now, I know you said I could have sex with her. And yes, that's you great. Can. I'm yes, really excited about that. All right. But I'm so excited about it. I want to know, is it permissible to have intercourse with a female captive immediately after taking possession of her? Before I answer your question, mm -hmm. let me ask you one. Okay. Is she a virgin? Um... Let's let's do both here. Let's okay. say I, I I'm really lucky and I mm -hmm. capture a female virgin slave. Yes, then you can have intercourse. Yes, immediately mm -hmm. after taking possession of her. Mm -hmm. However, however, okay, if she isn't a virgin, okay, this is important. Okay, then her uterus must first be pure. Oh yeah, because I don't want an unpure uterus. I do no not one does. want to be interacting with an unpure no uterus. No one does. I have no interest in in a uterus that is not pure. No. Um, I hope you know. I do have another sadly, question. Sadly, I will say there are no directions on how one would purify a Jeffy? uterus. Jeffy, how do you, uh, how do you, you purify? purification? How do you purify a uterus? You want to post this online? You post it on Twitter? There are several different ways. Okay, well, let's get into a one. We'll talk to you about those later. <laughs> now, one way, the easiest no, way. No, hold on one second. Be... <laughs> no, please stop. So let me ask you this, Pat. Okay, I've got my slave. All right. And I've had lots of sex with the slave yeah. uh, because uh, luckily she was a virgin, so I could do it immediately. All right. Okay. Here's my question, though. Now I have this slave, and you know I'm a little bored. You know I've had sex with this virgin slave multiple times. Obviously, right. I've done what I'm going to do. The issue I'm having, though, is now I'd like to do sort of a flip that house situation and sell the slave. Oh. Is it permissible to sell a female captive? It is, Stu. <laughs> yes. It is permissible to to buy, sell, or give a, as a gift okay. a it's female Christmas. sex slave. It, Ramadan coming up. Ramadan <laughs> coming up and uh, the perfect Ramadan gift that keeps on giving. Hmm. Uh, they are merely property. So of course you can, which can be disposed of as long as that doesn't cause the uh, Muslim any harm or damage. Okay. Uh, question, <clears throat> tax deductible? It's a little more, okay. uh, since there are no taxes in okay. Islam, I would say yes. Okay, good. All right, and finally, and this is a little sensitive, I'll be honest with you. Uh, 
I picked up a bunch of slaves here and there. I got you know, some some mm -hmm. older ones. Got some uh, mid twenties. Got some thirties. You know, mm -hmm. you know, the whole gamut. Mm -hmm. Probably is, may have crossed a line here with one of the slaves I oh, picked boy. up. Uh, she's about nine. She's uh, nine? Nine years old. Now, I look, I know I can still work her to the bone. Mm -hmm. I know I can still make her do heavy lifting and, and all the chores around the house. And she's obviously a slave and can be in captivity. The question, though, is can I, uh, is it permissible to have intercourse with a female slave who has not reached puberty? Yes. It is. If. Oh, wow. There is a little bit of an addendum there. Uh-oh. A little qualifier. There's always something. If she's... There's always a disclaimer. There's always... Read the fine print, everybody. These crazy radical extremists, there's always something. If she's fit for intercourse. Now, who so. gets to make that determination? Well, you do. Well, you do. Okay, good. Well, you do. No, that's great. You do. Now, if you've determined that she's not fit for it, let's say she's not pretty enough. It's not fit, <laughs> right, right? Right. Then you just have to enjoy her in other ways without intercourse. That's all. That's all. You have to enjoy her yes. in other ways. Then yes. it is enough to enjoy her without intercourse. Oh, that's great. That's so sweet. <laughs> you know, around the holidays, beautiful. it's nice to have that sort of message. Uh, it is. You know, because people get all, you're all in the hustle and bustle of selling slaves and having mm -hmm. sex with slaves and mm -hmm. having sex with pre-pubescent right. slaves. And then someone brings it down and you say, you know what? Sometimes it's okay to enjoy a slave without intercourse. <laughs> you know, wow. just in case your sex just life in, just in case is not fit. She's not fit for intercourse. Obviously, if she's fit for intercourse, then she's yeah, age. Just you go, go for, for it. it. Go but for it. Just in this outside possibility, she's right. not fit. Feel free to enjoy her without the intercourse. The sickest, most heinous. I mean, can you wow. imagine? Wow. Uh, obviously, we're not their judge. When they get to the other side, the surprise on their face has to be unbelievable. Mm. Rather than the 72 virgin thing that they're expecting for all that they've done, I, uh, the shock and horror has to be pretty amazing. I'd have to say, too, if you are, a, if your faith, and again, their translation of this would indicate that they believe they can take as many virgins as they want as slaves, <clears throat> what's so great about the 72 afterwards? Yeah. You could spend your whole life getting them. Yeah, and, uh, and, and it's okay to be married and have the sex yeah. slave. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. Wow. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents do coming up. Sorry, honey, I know you don't want me to have sex with a slave, but it's in the pamphlet. Right here. It's right here right in the here. pamphlet. And so right I never here. finish how to clean the universe. No, uh, we're, we're not going to do this. I would rather we never Because there's again. One, of, one of the ways. Yeah, okay. Is with the natural process. We're talking about gluten. We're talking about so, purifying the uterus. Um, yeah. When, <clears throat> when you mess because, with the natural... <laughs> <laughs> I don't... What do you use? You use gluten. Gluten is gluten. how you purify the uterus. Gluten is... It right? purifies there, well, is that the summary of what we talked about? purification devices. Okay. Okay, we um, Triple eight seven two seven back is Let's just move on to the next topic. If that that would make me I feel, feel more comfortable, finish up. I think so. Yeah. yeah now, why, why don't you do a separate podcast on that? By the way, uh, <laughs> glenbeck.com slash on demand is where you can find the uh, podcasts of the show every day. Uh, that way, if you miss any, any second of the show, you can go back and listen to it at your leisure or, or leisure. leisure, 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 whatever. You know, what I was thinking of Pat. I really wanted to see what? was. Chuck Schumer and Candy Crowley fist bump. 
I'd like to see him make out, but we didn't get to, we didn't we get didn't that quite get that. We, we did get the fist bump though, uh, and I didn't realize Candy Crowley was leaving. She is. Yep. But apparently she is. She is. When, She's when is this? from CNN. I guess it's coming uh, pretty soon. And uh, she was on. Uh, oh, it was her last show on Sunday. It was her last show. Holy cow! Not to say she didn't make an impact on us. She's gone. <laughs> We lost her. We lost Candy Curly off TV. She's, she's still alive. She's still alive. She's gone from television. Here's right the uh, clip How with, I miss her. with Schumer. Joining me now is Senate Democratic Leader uh, Chuck Schumer. Thank you for being right. here. It's a pleasure Andy, to have you in-house. Before we get into I just want to congratulate you. It's been an amazing 27 years. You're the wow. best oh, of the old it. school journalism. You study it thoroughly. You ask the hard questions. You get the answers, yeah, the and there's no gimmicks or anything else. We are all going to miss you, Democrats, Republicans, no. everybody. No. So, job Thank well done. You. Thank you very much. And I didn't, I, I didn't okay. oh, no. pay uh, to say that. Oh, my. See, Thank I just, you. She didn't even know. That's where, no, that's very nice <laughs> that of you. Thank you. That was incredibly awkward. That did not need to happen. No. <laughs> did not need. That was totally unnecessary. That hurts Plus, me. He can't speak for everybody on Candy Crowley, okay? I, I refuse to allow him to speak for me on that. He said, "Everybody will miss her." I will not. No, that is untrue. Uh, she's not the worst of the worst. But no, but she's I will not, not miss favorite. her. Not my favorite. I will not. I will not realize she's even on because I've never once watched her show. What? <laughs> I have seen clips of it yeah. that we've played on the radio, but yeah. I've never once stopped and watched her show. I don't even know what it is. What's it called? Candy Crowley. Uh, can candy time. Candy time. Uh, yeah. Uh, candy time. Candy time. Candy land. Candy land. Candy land, candy land with candy with candy time. Uh, I believe is uh, the answer. By the way, uh, Russia has named Vladimir Putin Man of the Year uh, for the fifteenth consecutive time. Uh, not that he's not that he's a dictator or anything. No. Even when there was another president, Medvedev, he still won still for won. that time, and now he's winning again. Fifteen straight years. Congratulations, Vlad. That's awesome. Way to go. Triple eight seven two seven bet. It's interesting. Oh, it's Pat and Stu. So we know about the bogus uh, Virginia rape story, but now uh, there are some friends of the rape accuser who are now coming out and kind of raising more concerns about the veracity of the story. Three friends of the alleged victim are growing more skeptical about her account. They say they have doubts about the information she gave. Well, because it didn't match what they were saying, right? We knew this weeks ago. Uh, I noticed yeah. that she was not, she didn't, wasn't telling friends, apparently, that she was raped on broken glass. She told some of her friends that she was forced to do oral sex on guys, right? Mm -hmm. Did you see that story as well? Yep. One of the friends said, yeah, she came after, afterwards and told me that uh, I think seven guys uh, forced her into that. Um, but... So now the story isn't matching up with what she told the reporter compared to what she told the friends. The friends say among their concerns was the fact that the woman, named only as Jackie in the article, gave them a cell phone number so they could text a man she said she was seeing around the time she alleged she was gang raped at the fraternity house. Eventually, the friends ended up with three numbers for the man. 
All are registered to Internet services that enable people to text without cell phone numbers, but can also be used to redirect calls to different numbers or engage in spoofing, according to multiple research databases checked by the Washington Times. Friends say that Jackie also gave them the name Haven as the first name of the upperclassman she was seeing shortly before the attack. Haven. But, but they haven't been able to find anyone That's by that name. That's a surprise. Enrolled a, on the campus. Such a common name. I'm surprised there's, they haven't found a bunch of Havens. Yeah. No. Hey, Haven. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's bizarre. Yeah. That is weird. I think when you are faking a rape uh -huh. or you're faping, you need to make sure that you, you come give up a, with a realistic a name like Bob. Yeah. Jim. Uh -huh. You know what Haven? I mean? Haven is Doesn't pretty distinctive. Work. Jeffy. Yeah, Jeffy would be believable. Uh, <laughs> really believable. Like, really believable. Well, like, you know it's true. And not, you know, not to say anything disparaging about our uh, in-house rape expert, no. Jeff no. Fisher. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Catherine Hendley explained that the th three friends began using the phone numbers to text Haven because they were curious about the upperclassmen. Now they don't know what to think about that part of her story. Really? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. yeah. Here's what you should think. It's not true. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Duffin, another junior, said he was trying to keep an open mind about our accusations, but the cell phone numbers added to his own skepticism. He noted that Jackie told him uh, she tried to get herself dropped from the Rolling Stone article at the last minute, but was told by the magazine it was too late. It's another sign of a problem. Hey, can you just uh, remember the story I told you? Can you just drop me out of that story and just say it happened to someone on campus? That'd be great. Thanks. Mm, no, we can't do that, Pumpkin. Mm, sorry. No, uh-uh. New. No. Um, by the way, uh, if you remember, we did a, uh, a segment in which Jeffy uh, was a rape expert on The Wonderful World of Steel. <clears throat> and uh, it was mm. carried by many media sources. Jeffy, uh, Jeff Fisher, rape expert, <laughs> which I'm sure, by the way, really pleases the head coach of the St. Louis Rams, uh, who also <laughs> happens to be named Jeff Fisher. Um, but uh, oh, he and I share a lot. Yeah, I bet, oh, yeah, I bet. I bet oh. that is the worst thing that's ever happened to that guy. Poor guy. Um, however, uh, it's interesting because the, one of the big complaints about that segment was you can't joke about rape. You can't joke right. about rape. You can't do it. Under any circumstances. Mm -hmm. You know who didn't get that memo? Dave Chappelle, uh, who I saw in concert last night. Uh, Dave seemed to be prolifically huh. joking about rape. Seemingly one of his main topics of this left-wing comedian that everyone seems to love so much on the left. He seemed to be completely free to do that, as he please. In fact, he, re he referred to uh, uh, the Bill Cosby situation uh, as antique rapes. <laughs> <laughs> which is an interesting way of putting it. Uh, he didn't. I, I was trying to figure out if he actually believed it. I couldn't tell exactly. He seemed to be a little disturbed, though, that they've ruined the Cosby Show. I heard today that there's um, one one more uh, person that uh, is uh, after him now that has said that he raped her. But that's in like six years ago, right? In the window. That's the, what they reported on the radio this morning. In the window. In the, in the window of, of we can still when, we can still what? take it to court. When you're in Jeffy circles, you refer to the statute of limitations as the window. In oh. the window. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's somebody in within the statute of limitations that he has raped, supposedly. Is there anybody uh, that uh, Bill Cosby has not raped? Uh, there were three people <laughs> in Afghanistan and two in Zanzibar. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've got five people on Earth. On Earth Bill Cosby apparently. has not yet raped. I don't know what the truth is here. I don't either. But I mean, I, it is I, I will say that uh, the women who are accusing him, at least the ones I've heard or seen or... 
um, have have been written about seem believable. Yeah. The the there was one in particular whose uh, name I can't remember right now, but she was uh, you know supposedly a victim of his back in the seventies, and she's like I I don't care if who believes this it's absolutely true and I I I came out because this first woman had to have support and nobody was believing her and so I want her to know I believe her because it happened to me too. So now that could be totally bogus, but it, she really, and I saw her on video, really sounded believable. I, but is it? I don't know. She was 19, supposedly, at the time, in like 1977, I think it was. So hard to know. And, and, and unfortunately, this is why we have rules like statute of limitations. It's impossible, yeah. it's impossible now to revisit to these it. cases and prove, prove whether it? he did it or not. Unless so, you have photos. Yeah. I mean, you could do but that. You e could have that. Yeah. But even uh, then, I mean, I, I, probably right now you could do that. But honestly, in the future, you're not going to be able to do that. There's, they're going to be too easy to manipulate. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, seriously, of all the pictures taken today. You've got to have DNA, right? You need in, to, in today's what you need day to do, and age, you need uh, DNA. And this is, you know, anyone who goes through something terrible like this, some idiot friend of yours may mm -hmm. say, oh, what about your reputation mm -hmm. on campus? Go to the freaking police. Mm -hmm. It's the only way that not only are you going to get uh, a little bit of uh, closure and justice uh, for your case, but someone else isn't going to have to deal with the same thing. Well, that's well, the you thing. You have to go to the police, not to campus, not to your buddy, not to your teacher, not to the janitor at school, right. to the freaking police. And I know it's difficult, but that's the only way to stop these things from happening. I would say you virtually have an obligation because you, if somebody is like that, uh, there's a good chance they're going to do it again, especially if they believe they got away with it. In your case, yeah. I'll, they'll do it again. Yep. So you want to stop them, right, from hurting anybody else. You this know, one so. allegedly took place at the Playboy Mansion six years ago. Six years ago? He was 71. I mean, uh, guy, I will say this. He was at the Playboy Mansion all the time. He was. All the time. Hmm. Yeah, well, he was. He and Hef. You gotta stay somewhere when you're there. Yes, you do. You're in L.A. <laughs> you I mean, do. Please. Right. And, and, and obviously, very few places to stay in L.A. Can't but find the Playboy place. Mansion. Yeah, very few. Very few. There's, there's a hotel situation there sucks. Especially for someone like Bill Cosby, you can barely afford uh, Barely afford nice anything, and so you got to <laughs> bum a room off yeah. of Hef, yeah. right? Yeah, come on. Hef, please, put me up. I'm here, dude. I mean, there's Motel 6, but it's so far from where I'm performing, yeah. I... I can you help me out? Can you help a brother out? So, you know, he was there a lot. And that kind of lifestyle, I don't know, it just it lends credence to it. And maybe it means nothing. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people who've been at the Playboy Mansion, never raped anybody, 99.9% .9 of all people at the Playboy Mansion who hang out there every day. Uh, Hefner's probably never raped anybody, but he certainly has had a number of, um, you know... Uh, He's had some consensual episodes. That did he normally pays for, I believe? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think those yeah, girls well, get together with an 85-year-old man uh, for know. nothing? He's Hugh Hefner. Yes. Come on. He's Hugh Hefner. Come on. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, sure. my gosh. If well, I'm one of those girls, you know you're doing half of it. It's a job. It's a gig. It, it is part of a gig. It's a, it's a I don't gig. know if he pays them for an encounter. You are my girlfriend, and then you live there, you and live you receive there, money. Well, that you get, one. Yeah, you live I mean, there, and the you receive girls, money, I mean, and then he invites you to the room. If, you're in the, if you've been in the mag or whatever, I mean, you get, if you're hand-chosen at the mansion, I mean, it's, it's your turn. i got to say, go. too. I mean, I, look, yeah. I don't know. I'm, a, you know, I'm 38. Mm -hmm. Are you still interested at that point? I mean, I, well, how old is he, Jackie? <laughs> 
85? Are you out of your He's mind? 85, really? right? 84, 85? I mean, really? That's still going on? Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't think in a lot of cases it is based on the number of Viagra patients. Yeah, I think I, you know? I, think I don't know. Shut that oh, it may yeah. or may not be. You, you may have the pump, but he's good to go. He's good to go. Okay. You think so? He's you have to. Really? Yeah, I guess yeah. maybe, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I certainly... mean, it's so icky to think of. I, that whole thing just grosses me out. It's the certainly... whole Playboy Mansion thing? Yeah, well... Ick! Oh, I know. Yeah. Ooh, Jeffy no, Sam come on. That's oh, nasty. Horrible. What has gone on there? Would you swim in that pool? I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not swimming in the Playboy Mansion pool. Oh my I God. guarantee you that. Want to go in the hot tub? No. <laughs> no, thank you. This is why they uh -huh. have chlorine. Yes, uh, thank you. Bacteria. It's clean. It's no like amount it's of chlorine <laughs> that could assuage my fears and leeriness on either staying and sleeping in the bed on those sheets or getting know. into the uh, getting into the pool. Uh, I don't know. No. no. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to the bathroom done. there. I'm not touching any of the faucets or the door handles. No. It is, it's nasty. It no. Come on, that's a gross lifestyle. In another moral context. Yes. One that you do not currently live. Right? Put okay. yourself in a position where, let's say, mm -hmm. you have the morals of Jeffy, All right. which are not That's hard. That's hard right? to it's even very imagine. Difficult. It's very difficult. It's like, you know, putting yourself <laughs> in an impossible, like, a, okay, could you lift your car, you know, uh, car off of a child? You know what I mean? It's like right. you can't put yourself in that position. Sometimes you can do amazing things. Mm -hmm. But try to do it. Try to take okay. all moral mm -hmm. repulsion out of the situation. All right. You can't see any charm in the Playboy Mansion. Well, I mean, there's hot babes, obviously. Yes. Right? That's kind of the charm. And, well, it's also nice, and you probably have good food. And the things that have gone on there, and the yeah, it's just icky to me. And it's I, one of those places, like, if you're going to do a sex mansion, maybe you rent and then change locations every few months. Yeah. You know, you bounce around a little. <laughs> you're going in for a Why, massive cleaning yeah. at the ones that you're not staying in. Right, yeah. Maybe you have a rotation of houses. But I think he does, doesn't he? He has the Playboy Mansion in uh, L.A. I, I think he had something going on in Chicago, at least in the well, early days. Well, he's from days, Chicago. Right? That's where it all got started. Yeah, in Chicago. Yeah. And then he has the big house next door to the mansion. Is his. He bought that when he divorced the first wife with the kids. Jeez, you know a lot about Hugh Hefner. Wow. Oh, I love Hugh Hefner. <laughs> it feels like it would be one of your <laughs> he's, heroes. He's like your mentor, so he's isn't he? Hero. He's, he's your mentor. Me? I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. <laughs> The, my favorite Hugh Hefner joke, I'll tell you on the Patton's Two show. Okay. When Hugh Hefner dies, nobody's going to say, he's in a better place now. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. All right. That's uh, for sure. Uh, let's uh, try to advance this conversation <laughs> slightly uh, to a column by Glenn Reynolds in USA Today. And, and uh, I'm just amazed. I, I'm, I'm amazed this is actually in USA Today. Talking about one of my favorite statistics, uh, one of my favorite BS statistics of all time, that one in five women are raped in college. Oh, my God! Which is actually not even close to true. And they actually headlined it. Read the headline. Yeah, the headline is the Great Campus Rape Hoax. Now, That's of course, amazing. a lot of people, you're thinking you're, you're talking about the UVA story, which right, is, of course, part of this. But what he refers to later on, this is the real college rape hoax. Because the truth is that there is no epidemic outbreak of college rape. In Thank fact, you. rape on college campuses is like at rape everywhere else in America, plummeting in frequency. How many times have we said that? Thank you for at least Thank you. A, a, some other outlet yeah. mentioning the actual facts mm -hmm. of the matter. Thank you. Yep, and that one in five college rape number you keep hearing in the press, it is thoroughly bogus too. Even the authors, mm. and this is something I brought up in the monologue, even the authors of the study say, we don't think one in five is a nationally representative statistic. 
It only sampled two schools. Uh, according to the Justice Department Bureau of Statistics, the rate God, of rape and sexual assault Listen is... to the difference from one in five mm. yeah. to... To 6.1 per thousand. <laughs> That's a little different than one in five. Yes, it is. It's about Just a teeny bit. But the amazing part about this is oh, not man. that it's 6.1 per thousand, which is, you know, obviously anything is too high. But it's much, much lower than is quoted. Um, in fact, you're at 0.6% instead of 20% of people. So not even 20%, <laughs> not 10% of the statistic Obama cites, but more, even smaller than that, a third of that mm -hmm. number. Um, but the higher, the rate, uh, rate is 7.6 per thousand for non-students. So it's higher so than the general population. So it's actually populace. safer to be in college than out yep. of college. This is also backed up by another study we just talked about um, uh, the other day. Uh, it was 1.7 times uh, the amount of crime um, that this is what's uh, who was um, who, oh, this was uh, from Reason Magazine was where I found this. The guy who pointed out initially the UVA rape uh, hoax, he, he started questioning it initially. He was on with us and he talks about a study they just did showing the exact same thing as you see in these uh, DOJ statistics that the a woman who is outside of college, a non-student in the same age range is 1.7 times as likely to be involved in a violent attack than someone who is in college. The rape rate and the violence, violent crime rate is higher outside of college than in college. So take, let's just take that and apply that to their statistic. They say one out of five women is raped. So if you are more likely to be raped outside of college, what's the rate for a normal person who doesn't go to school. One in one. One in one. One in point one. Mm -hmm. Every woman gets raped ten times. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's such an obviously bullcrap statistic. So bad. As we so pointed bad. out in the in the rape expert uh, monologue with Jeffy, uh, it is something in the neighborhood of you know ten or fourteen times as likely to be to be raped than you would be in the Rwandan genocide. Um, yeah, I think you said 15 times was more it 15 likely. times? I can't remember the exact yeah. number, but it's multiples of that. We're talking about uh, the Liberian Civil War. You're more likely to be raped in an American college than we in the Liberian Civil War. Come on. Everyone knows Come that's on. so bogus. So stupid. And yet the president and the media repeat it like it's, it's gospel. I, um, and, and, and the other thing is uh, between 1997 and 2013, this is very important, rape against women has dropped, dropped a by lot. 50%. 50%. Now, Just look, like it should be 100. Just like all violent crime, yep. it's down. We all want it to be 100. We all want it to drop by 100%. Yeah. But the fact that you're, uh, 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 the trend line for rape is, is plummeting faster than oil prices indicates that what they're saying is bullcrap. And how the media can't take this one on when it's so, it's so obviously does not pass the smell test. It's really infuriating. Thank you for USA Today to printing, uh, for printing Glenn Reynolds' column, though, because that's, uh, yeah. it's important that people know the truth. And I would love uh, to keep this on file because during the election, you know this is going to come up with the war on women yep. crap. And, then, and they're going to completely ignore USA Today coming out with these facts. And they're going to, con they're going to continue to say one in five women on college campuses are raped. Yeah, and, and, and this is the thing. They will, they will say it over and over. They don't care about any of the facts. Yeah. They don't care. They just care about their political agenda. If you know someone who believes a statistic and they're a parent, uh, ask them this question. What kind of horrible person are you for planning on sending your child to college? Yeah. What kind of awful parent? Oh, well, it's going to help their career. They're going to earn more money. At what yeah. cost? Well, they're going to be they, raped. They, oh, the chance okay. of a 20% of them getting raped? <laughs> well, what kind of horrible person would send their child into an environment when one in five of them are going to be raped? Um, I mean, you would never do that in any circumstance. Nope.
And, you know, it's just, it's, that's why you know it's such crap. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so infuriating. All right, 888 back is the phone number. In one of the most predictable outcomes in human history, a new study finds green vehicles actually make the air dirtier. Thank you. <laughs> Shocking. And it worsens global warming. It is literally no surprise to this. And this is why you can't buy things based on this nonsense, because it's going to change every other day. Just like food, it's the same thing. You know, you, you mm-hmm. try to, you know, you're trying to change the way you're eating all the time, and it's like, well, you know, you cha- find a way that works for you and go with it. And same thing with cars. Like, you go pick a car that you like and, and, and enjoy it, because this, you try to buy based on this nonsense, you're never going to find a path to happiness, I promise. Uh, it's kind of hard to beat gasoline. How about that for a statement? Uh, for public environmental health, says study co-author Julian Marshall, an engineering professor at the University of Minnesota. A lot of the technologies that we think is being clean, eh, they're not any better than gasoline. <laughs> Key here is where the source of electricity comes from in all electric cars. If it comes from coal, the electric cars produce 3.6 times more soot and smog deaths than gas because of the pollution made by generating the electricity. Now, I have a bit of a problem with these estimates as well. Um, I don't think... That's true either, to be perfectly honest. I don't think that uh, soot and smog deaths uh, are uh, run, running rampant through our country because of electric cars or uh, the electricity produced for your home. And I, I, you know, it's another thing I don't buy into, Yeah. Uh, but I'm an evil science guy. You know that. Uh, the study also finds all electric vehicles cause 86% more deaths from air pollution than do cars powered by regular gasoline. <laughs> 86% <laughs> more deaths. Again, whether the deaths thing is a real how, number, it's how many based on people are dying from pollution. I, I mean, to me, is it a lot? I, uh, they, they, you know, they'll come up with some justification. If it's one, they it's too do. many. Yeah, they go. With, there's if always some one, justification. It's too many. You know, they just assign. Like if 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 you find a res- someone dies of respiratory failure, they assign a percentage of those deaths to and environmental yeah and i think it's too many zero is too many which by the way is about right you want to go back to freaking pittsburgh back in like the back in the day yeah you, uh, uh, we were, were you with us on that trip we were in pittsburgh this is a long time ago and we were doing a show there uh, on our affiliate in pittsburgh and we went you know did a little tour of the town i love pittsburgh it's a great oh, city it's, a, great it's city. a cool city to visit it's one of the best cities in america it really is for cool. my money. it's all like in that small downtown the food mm-hmm. is great you can walk right to the baseball park that pnc park is the potentially probably my favorite park in, in all the major leagues and you know you can look over out the out the back uh, you know, over the fence and see the city in the background it's just a great city you got the rivers coming converging yeah. there it's uh, and, awesome and really cool history too and we went to one of the um uh, i don't know it was like some little mini museum of some of the things in pittsburgh and they showed what pittsburgh looked like back in the day before Holy they cow. cleaned it up yeah. and it was middle of day black as night I mean, you couldn't see the sky. It was just black coal clouds. Yeah. Now, you want to tell me back then you had a lot of people dying from pollution? I'll believe it. Okay? It, 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 was, it, was when, uh, it wasn't Lake Erie. It was, was it the Cuyahoga River that caught on fire? That's in, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Cleveland. In Cleveland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so just around that area, too, you, you had Cleveland, which was, had these unbelievable problems yeah. where the water was so polluted. It literally caught on fire and burned for a good long time. And then they went bankrupt. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Dennis Kucinich. I mean, well, all those cities, uh, manufacturing in the Northeast like that, uh, were all like that. And that was no just, one cared. That was just the 70s. Yeah. That was the early yeah. 70s. Yeah. And what happens, though? What happens from there, Pat? 
you have a uh, you have an industrial revolution that gets get built up. People start making money. They start becoming more prosperous. Mm-hmm. They start caring more about the environment. They start and they're to able to do something right. about it. And they're able to do something because they took the first step first, which is yeah. I need to eat. I need to survive. I need to get through the day. I need to be able to uh-huh. to cure basic illnesses. Once you get that, you start getting cleaner. As societies become more prosperous, societies become cleaner. And that has happened in this country. You look at every measure of all these things that they say are killing people. They're all down. They're all improving. All of these toxins in the air are all going down, not up, in every single measure. And, you know, they try to give you this this feeling of uh, utter climate chaos and utter despair because they want you to buy into these uh, these overarching concepts that we need to change the way we live and move towards the system they want. Well, you don't need to do that. We're moving in the right direction, and we have been for decades. Can we get a close-up of the climate chaos uh, mm. uh, photo? That's terrifying. Because uh, oh. I, I, love the, I love the shot of Jeffy in the background. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing back there? I like that, because Je- this is what I picture is me and you are panicking. Uh, the, the, Jeffy uh, just doesn't care. And Jeffy's just like, like caused I've, I've seen worse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen worse. <laughs> I've seen much worse than this. You wusses. You probably have. Yeah. And you probably have. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the White House is now preparing a report. Um, well, they've already prepared the report. They're, they're telling hospitals now how to prepare for the climate chaos and climate change and the climate disaster that's impending. Um, it's titled Primary Protection, Enhancing Healthcare Resilience for a Changing Climate. So they're telling hospitals that you need to, you know what you need to do is follow the, uh, the climate models because those have all been accurate. Oh, my gosh. In building well, your hospitals. None of them have. Well, okay. All but all of them. Yeah, have been all accurate. but all of them have been accurate. All but um, all of them have been accurate. So go ahead and follow the all but all accurate climate models yeah. when you're building your hospital, and you'll probably kill everybody who comes to your hospital. <laughs> you can follow every model that has been wrong over the years. In building your hospital, I'm thinking that's a bad thing. Well, all of our computer models uh, indicate that tr- uh, treating cancer with red vines uh, is going to be successful. So we're going to keep doing that. Even though none of the, can- the patients ever get better, yeah. our models show that it will work. So we're going to continue to go down that road. This is the sort of denial you have to be in. So bad. Again, if, in any sane, rational society that isn't based on just dogmatic adherence to something like climate change, when you miss with all these predictions over decades of time, you naturally lower the amount of certainty that you, that you would indicate to them in the future. If you're going to say, okay, well, we're 80% sure now that this is going to happen, and you miss on all of them, it, that number goes down. In every rational society, in every rational case, it only Not makes sense. One. Not this one. It goes up. When you miss your prediction, you say it's only getting worse. Mm-hmm. And when you can live in that world... That's not something where there's a rational debate. When you can live in that world, you're never wrong. You're never wrong? You are never wrong, no matter what happens. It's pretty amazing. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patent stews inevitable. Ah, oh, darn it. I hate that. What are you gonna do? This is can't we just It doesn't have to be bad to be inevitable. You know, it just is. Yeah, it, I know. I didn't this, in this particular case it is bad. It is? It is no, bad. Yeah, right. I'm not I'm not a fan. I don't know. Who could explain that? It's inconceivable. It's inconceivable. He can't do this. I don't know. You know, we were just...
talking, talking about urban legends. Yeah, about rock stars. Uh, was Mama Cass? People say she uh, died of <laughs> eating a ham choked sandwich. on a chicken sandwich or a ham sandwich or would, something. Would yeah. you really analyze that? It's just because so she was bad. fat. People said she was eating a ham sandwich. It's so mean. And you know, look, I are you, personally are you trying to tell me that that did happen? That did not that happen. Did not happen. She and, had a heart attack. And I will say, if there's anything we stand for here, is making sure we don't make fun of people for being overweight. Thank you, thank you, uh, Stu. Is that like a new stand? That no, you're it's, it's a long-standing stand. Shut up, fatso. Okay, triple eight seven twenty-seven back is the <laughs> the phone number. Okay, uh, so twenty houses that really need to tone down the Christmas cheer. That's I don't know if true. that's possible. That's not possible. You know, at this it's point, you don't do people think that there's a nuclear power plant at your house? Yes, uh, because from, they do. there's just a glow from <laughs> miles and miles away. Pat well, it's spent not that much. Pat spent three times the average annual income of an American uh, on this house <laughs> this year to decorate it. You really did. You go overboard. I gotta come by your house and see it, and I won't. I won't come in because I don't, I don't want to disturb you. Thank you. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, that. I thought you could offer. No, you just said you you didn't want. <laughs> okay. That, so, um, but uh, you really do go overboard, <laughs> and I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, I we, I love doing that. I, just, I think it's tastefully overboard, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't My mean, wife and I were just talking gaudy. about that last not night. Gaudy. It's not like Griswold no. overboard. No. See, but he thought his was tasteful too. Yeah, he did, but he's he was wrong. Yes. I, I'm right. Yeah. He's also we just, not a all we have done this year is we outlined the, the roof line, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then we have outlined the, uh, the, uh, the yard, mm -hmm. the yeah. front yard. And then we have uh, some lights on the bushes. And then we have some garland over the doors and uh, lights on the, on the wreaths. And there's some of those on the windows. And uh, it's, it's a lot. tastefully done. It's, yeah, it, it, first of all, it is very tastefully done. Second of all, it, that's a lot. <laughs> what you just there's, described is much more impressive. It than turns out to be a lot when you ask somebody to do it for you. Yeah, it's yeah, that's true. stupid. Yeah. It's stupid, and, and re really, it was it was probably morally wrong. Oh, I t <laughs> no, 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 it's no. probably no, morally wrong. No, no, because no. there are better ways. Don't you dare go down this, Gle know, dare go down this Glenn Beck road. Mm -hmm. Glenn Beck, who spends God knows how much on so many weird, oh, bizarre I things. I know. That's I think true. it's crazy to spend this much on decorating your home for the holidays. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> your, your constant outflow of money. It's all. Yes. We, we, how much money did we spend on it? We spend. He's got nine thousand letters. We've spent. Uh, God knows how much money on on people's old handwriting. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Making uh, spending a little Christmas joy is. He has that, a shoelace that cost over a thousand dollars. Yes. He brought in so. a he brought in a <laughs> pencil on. today with Sacco and Vanzetti's <laughs> name on it. You think that was cheap? How about uh, the, he's got a rotor from a machine from World War II? You think that was twelve dollars? No, no. I, this this idea that he, well, come on, oh, I can't believe people would spend this fucking. <laughs> I know. Oh, stop it! It's true. Coming from stop him. Stop it! Was, I can't yes. take it coming from him. Very true. And you know, look, there's, I, I think it's a great thing. Not only are you doing it for yourself, which it helps. It brings you, joy to has, others. It brings joy to others. It brings joy to your children. Mm -hmm. It makes their holiday a little bit more magical. What yep. the hell They're is They're going to remember that? this forever, yeah. and that's I, that's why I, love I spent it. I spent uh, a good hour on our, our uh, on our back porch stringing a couple strands of lights uh, with my son. He's three, <laughs> and you know he just likes you know he likes handing me the little twisty ties that I you know they're the little. The pull tie things that put him up there. Just that. Then we go and we plug it in. You go out in the backyard and you get to see the lights all lit up. He loves it. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, that is, there's nothing awesome. wrong with that. And That's I, awesome. You know, I, but I'm not there going isn't. down that road. There isn't. And these no, people right. maybe go a little you're bit right. overboard, but it's, it's, it's for a good cause. Well, you'll be the judge. Here's, uh, 
here's here's some of the Christmas lights that uh, that have been uncovered by uh, is it traveldiply.com travel.diply.com right. uh, and here's one of them yeah, see that's it's a little over the top but it's uh, not uh, the only reason it's over the top is because it's crowded I don't like yeah. it when it's crowded yeah it's a little it's a little cluttered yeah but clutter still. is not good but that's beautiful now oh this one my, is wow oh my gosh this one's over the top okay yes that's too much how many uh, you know a lot of uh, nutcrackers if and you spread that canes. stuff out if let's say you have an acre in front of your house and you spread that stuff out over an acre it'd be beautiful yeah this looks like mumbai in, in the, yeah, the, that, <laughs> the north pole somebody <laughs> went horribly room. awry there that's Ooh. bad wow um here's oh that's beautiful that's just beautiful i love that there's nothing wrong with that one yeah, sorry. Right. The triangles are, uh, I don't think I've ever seen that before, but that's not, that's, that's not too bad. I mean, the, the roof thing is interesting. That, that makes me think Griswold. Because it, when you, it's one thing to outline the roof, it's another thing to fill in the entire roof. Yeah, I've roof. never seen it filled in like um, that before. So that's, uh, you did it with a staple gun, that's Clark W. Griswold City right there. Oh! Wow! This wow. one is actually, that. it's actually on fire. <laughs> it looks like it's actually Good. on fire. Golly! Wow. Um, lots of lights on that one. And, uh, wow, that's, that may be too, too much. And there, <laughs> is that a house? It looks like a gingerbread house. Jeez. Wow. Lots of lights. See, there. the problem with these is they're too small to do this. Yeah. They, you, that is just clutter. I'm a big fan of, like, the sort of, I don't know. Like, there's something, too, especially for children, the sort of gaudy, like, go for it, pack as much as you can in there. Yeah. It's great. But, like, I kind of like that, like, sort of classy-ish look. I, I'm a fan of that. Like, you know, I like the white lights, personally. I like... Clear or good. Uh, you know, I... Yeah, I like clear, clear and really... Yeah. And red. Okay. Yeah, red, And they too. look great together, so... But the, we had a guy... And now, here's another one that's... Uh, holy cow. Oh, that is my just, gosh. The reindeer. a lot of angels. That's wow. a lot of angels on yeah. the lawn. We, we had a guy in Connecticut the first time we lived there uh, who lived in kind of a wooded area. And he maybe had, I don't know, five, five to ten acres of land around his really nice house. And everybody would drive down that street and look at it. And then he was out playing Santa Claus all the time and giving out candy canes to the That's kids cool. and all that. Jeffrey, you might have gone to this. He, he was in Cheshire. Anyway, I don't know if he still does this because this was 20 years ago. But, um, but he had a hundred... It, was it 100,000 lights on his trees that lined wow. his way and, and then on the bushes and everything? Now, spread over five acres, that looked that was perfect. Right. Spread over uh, yeah. 200 square feet, Yeah. that's not perfect. No, it's a little bit too much. But yeah. still, it's it's pretty cool, and it's impressive. Just to be able to do that is impressive. A lot of, people, a lot of these guys do the thing where you uh, the lights light up to the beat of the music. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, too. I mean, it's, you know... I don't know. I, and I maybe these are some of those Holy too. Holy crap! Wow, yeah, that's, that's really just ridiculous. Uh, if you're on Blaze Radio, we'll send the we'll tweet this out uh, at Pat and Stew at World of Stew, um, <laughs> and you can always check that on Twitter because you need to see these pictures. But well, don't yeah. look directly at the radio if, uh, or your computer if you're listening. You'll to be blinded. Radio. You'll be blinded. You will yeah. be blinded by that one. Uh, a couple more here. Uh, that's a that's a weird. That one. looks that's like just like oh, that looks like, like literally the house I grew up in. Oh, really? Yeah, it's bizarre. It actually looks exactly like that it. might be your house. Maybe Seriously, it is. could be. Uh, who knows? Um, there's a... Oh, that's, that's, I, see, I, this tree, is... me though. Look at the tree. I am I a know. huge fan of that. If I can I do anything, I love that. that. Every branch of those trees like that, I am yeah. a huge fan. And, that, but and let when me you tell get you how, a tall one like that... Oh, how expensive that is? So expensive. Oh, my gosh. I'll bet you that tree... Go back to the, go back to the last one. We were just in the middle of talking about it, and you switched it. <laughs> you go back? All right. Uh, that tree is at least a $5,000 job. At least. At least. 
Maybe more. Hot, Maybe more. Because it's that, so tall, and it, there's so many lights involved, and that's so much work. Considerably taller than the house. I mean, that's, I mean right, twice as tall as the yeah, house. That's that's, that's easily wow. five grand all probably by more. itself. Probably and more. probably more. Unless the guy's doing it himself. But then you're like, you're you're on a crane or something <sighs> to get to the top of those branches. you doing that yourself? I don't even know how. No, Pretty I'm amazing. not doing that myself. That's cool. Okay, now give us the, the, the good old white trash at Christmas. Oh, uh, that's he, tremendous I right there. Uh, it's as many inflatables <laughs> as possible. It's actually Jeffy's house right there in uh, Fort Worth. Oh, I'm sorry, Jeffy. Uh, that's I beautiful, apologize. Jeffy. You did a did good job this, this year. this weekend? You yeah. did a good job. Thank Why you. would you do that? Seriously. I think that's You just a jam that a whole a bunch joke. of... You think so? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, they don't even have a yard. I mean, they're just jamming as much as they can on their porch. A bunch of inflatables. Uh, actually, and I went to uh, Jeffy's house uh, this past weekend. Uh, much nicer than he deserves. I will say that. Really? Yes. I don't have any outside lights. I'm not doing outside. I told you, my kids. Go, we gotta go you outside. shouldn't even no. have an inside. The way the, your career indicates, you should not have an inside. You should just have a shell. Should just be, uh, and you should just be. There'll be nothing in it. You should be sleeping under a bridge, and yeah. that should be your inside. Based on your career and your personality and your character, that's exactly right. You know what? Your, your inside should be the inside of a <laughs> cell is what it should be. And it shouldn't be decorated with anything. No. There's a big smiley face uh, house. Uh, that, would, that would be terrifying. <laughs> uh, don't make your house a smiley face house. Uh, and uh, I've got a few more here, I think, still. Um, that's kind of funny. Wow, that one, you can't even see the house. You can't even see the house. These are bad. These are really... I didn't think you could go too far. I was wrong. Yeah. It's the clutter that bothers me. Yeah, yeah. it's the clutter. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, yes. Yeah. And this, these are, like, jokey. They're just... Yeah. Come on. That's, a, that's many, a store that sells those things. Yeah. It's a bunch of inflatables Look stacked on the that. house. Look at that. That's true. They just think Why would funny. you... I mean, if you think that's funny, why would you do that? That's a huge waste of money. Because, you know, that's... Thousands of dollars worth of inflatables right there. This one's not that bad. I mean, that's not terrible. It seems it's a it's heavily decorated, but not not too bad. Yeah. All right, and uh, well, oh, no, oh wow, man. oh wow. See, like that's there's not even an end. You're not even trying to outline anything. You're just dumping lights everywhere. It's like someone vomited Christmas lights on the house. Yes. Yeah. Okay, a few more here. Uh, Homer Simpson in the middle. It's not. That's it's a little, a little bright, but not terrible. That's definitely that. bright. Yeah. yeah. Two mm. more. Uh, see that one's interesting because it's it's like a row, it look it looks like a row home. It is. It's very small uh, for that many lights. <laughs> They've really packed them in there. How pissed would your neighbors be? I mean, you couldn't even. It'd be like daylight in your next door so neighbor's uh, oh, yeah. bedroom. Yeah. And and then you have this one, which Last is one. Yep. also crappy. Those are really those are. There's I'm surprised. There's a few. There There's a few there that were okay, were okay but mm-hmm. most of those are. Idiots. I mean, there's some nice neighborhoods around the country that just do great jobs all over the yeah. country that are beautiful. You know what we should do uh, sometime this week before we go on vacation is to do one of the houses uh, that that does the music synchronized, maybe the coolest of those this year. Okay, yeah. Uh, Can you find one of those? Do one of those deals. Uh, be kind of fun. We should also do a Russian dash cam Christmas. There's got to be some new Russian there's dash cam. Be, we have not right? seen done rash, Russian dash cams in quite time. some time. Yeah. And uh, screw the man. We should do it. I like it. <laughs> Screw the man. I like the attitude. Um, by the way, uh, speaking of the man, uh, did you know that something in your house is, is apparently making it okay mm-hmm. for external surveillance? Uh, sort of, uh, you know, priming the process of, uh, for a surveillance state. That's the accusation being made, apparently, by a digital technology professor at the University of Ontario Institute of Technology who says uh, the Elf on a Shelf doll, who, I mean, our Elf on a Shelf today, is apparently smoking. Jeffy has influenced the elf uh, so negatively that the elf is currently smoking, apparently. Hey, what the hell? Did he steal your cigarette? 
Can we show this, please? Possible? <laughs> there we go. You see the elf? There you go. Can you get a close-up of his elf? Oh, boy. That's, show that's show the elf to camera four over there, Jeff. That's just wrong. That's not right. There you go. That's not right. <laughs> the elf has a cigarette in his hands. That's the calm version of what Jeff <laughs> That's a good-looking elf. elf right there. <laughs> All right. So what is the deal with the elf so on the, the idea shelf? Is, if you don't know the, the deal with elf on a shelf, you don't have kids. Basically, you put this elf... Uh, well, the, excuse me. I should, I should phrase this differently. The elf... Uh, is he's a, he's he's a you know obviously works with Santa. He's going to find different locations around the house to make sure your kids are being good. And uh, so he's not alive. What's that? Okay, he's clearly not alive. The elf is not alive. Oh, I mean, he's the magical. parents are clearly moving him around. He's not alive. Mm, it's not true. Are at we all. really it's trying actually... to pretend the elf is real and he's moving himself? Is that what we're trying to do? I, I don't yep. know what you're talking. What kind about? of hoax it's are you trying to pull off? Perpetrate elf. on the uh, magical, magical elves are up at the North Pole. They're not. They're not stuffed. Well, this okay. particular one is not stuffed. It's, this is a toy Jeffy brought in, but the real elf on a shelf that's in the home of children across America. <laughs> okay. That elf All right. is clearly... I'm glad we cleared that up. Thank you. Clearly uh, a magical moves elf around and, moves around. And watches. And yeah. so when you wake up in the morning, your kids mm -hmm. get to go look around for the elf. It's the point creepy. that they're making, this professor is making, is uh, that's probably not a good idea because your kids are going to be like, oh, I don't mind if people are constantly spying on me. And as they grow up, they will be... Uh, if this was Glenn Beck saying this... Yeah, it would be crazy. Come on. Yeah, he'd be laughed out of the country. But uh, but I guess it's okay because he's a University of Ontario Institute of Technology professor. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. I'm with you. I'm with you on that you one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do coming up. Trust us. Trust us. We're trustworthy. Seriously. Except for Jeffy. No, obviously that goes without saying. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Back is the phone number. Let's. Uh, I'm not. I'm not pissed. At Are you pissed at me? I hate Jeffy. Oh, yeah. Is that? I mean, you knew that, though, right? I knew that. But <laughs> now he says you're pissed at me. Martha in Arkansas. What I do? Uh, welcome to the. What I did? Wait, show. first I want to know what I did. You didn't do anything, and that's why I said I wasn't pissed. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can what? tell. I see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, right? I know. No, no, I'm, I'm really not. I know, so he's joking. Yeah, I saw it even more. Oh, there, didn't you see it even more? Yes, I told you. I told you he was pissed at you. He is hopping. You can make fun of me all you want, but he's pissed at you. You're gonna take Martha's time. You're going to take Martha's time. She's been holding for like two hours, and we brought, finally go to the call, and now you're blabbing. Martha, Martha in Arkansas, welcome to the Patent Stew Show. See how pissed he is? Hi, how are you guys doing? Good, how are you? We're good, except Stu's pissed um, for some reason. We're not, we're not sure why. I hope, I hope oh, Pat... I know why. Huh? I hope Pat's going to be hungry in 2016. Oh, I can't Oh, man. Oh, why, do you I think I'm going to be eating some and underwear? You, you, how many she calories said, Martha, she underpants said, have? She said no. She's not running. She said no. You're going to have to find that out. How many calories are in a pair of underpants? And we know they're high fiber. And by the way, Martha, let's not forget the old gym socks, which yeah. were also part of this deal. Mm. Not new gym socks, old gym socks. I've been looking into this cuisine, mm. actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just well, in case. <laughs> I am just afraid... That Elizabeth Warren, when when mm -hmm. Stu started talking about Hitler, that is who she reminds me of. Oh man, when wow. she's speaking, she's got without, that passion. Without the twenty million she's deaths, got the yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, but in yeah. the in the delivery. 
She yeah. is very she, forceful she is. for a sweet old lady. She speaks. She is. If she spoke German, yeah, she would send a chill down your spine. Yeah. She really would. <laughs> yeah, she's very forceful for the sweet old lady she's supposed to be. Yeah. I know it's it's the Republicans are so dismissive of her, and it is, I believe, at their own peril. Yeah. Two more years well, of this Obamanomics, yeah. and the people are going to be just about desperate enough to elect her. Then you compare her against Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And she's got it all over Hillary Clinton. You've got to admit that. Well, she doesn't Hillary have the Clinton negatives. deserves a speech to save her life. Yeah, and, and, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And I will say thanks for the call, uh -huh. Martha. Uh, um, uh, we should also mention uh, today Jeb Bush officially uh, throwing his hat into the ring for the 2016 nomination. I mean, not officially, but Good. almost. About well, he, he almost started an exploratory campaign. Yeah. Which, and that which almost is, always me, means official. he's yeah. running. Yeah, there's uh, almost. The only thing that would happen is if, for some reason, his campaign fell apart during the exploratory period, he wouldn't move on. Yeah. Uh, but basically, they do this every time. There's some advantages to fundraising and setting up infrastructure. If you do an exploratory campaign, you can spend <laughs> money and not face some of the limits. So that's why they do this. But he's definitely running. I mean, this is this yeah. is a definite. Uh, uh, Giselle, Nevada, Nev Nevada. Good. Ne Nevada. That was nice. Yeah, Nevada. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Go ahead, Giselle. Um, yesterday, my grandson had to invoke his Fourth Amendment. Uh, why? Why? Did he? What happened? Uh, yeah, he got called into the office for no reason. He was just late with a couple other students, and they said, "We're going to have to search your locker and your backpack for marijuana." And he pulled out his pocket constitution that I gave him last year. Yeah. And he says, no, you're not. Oh, wow. Really? Is, and is that applied? Did he really? And did that happen? I mean, did they go with that? Uh, yeah, he didn't get searched. In fact, they shook his hand after all the other kids left. Oh, that's wow. Cool. Yeah. You know, supposedly, I, supposedly that doesn't apply in school. Yeah. Because you're on... <laughs> it, there's something to do with the government property that you're on and the fact that they're paying for your education or whatever and tax dollars are going to I forget no, how it works once but you're inside supposedly you, once you're, you're inside the okay, school there's some deal, sort of yeah. tacit consent yeah. to search and seizure if they deem it uh, necessary hmm. something like that I, I don't know but apparently it worked in his case that's great Good. Great. Thanks for the call, Giselle. Let's see. Thank you very much. Let's go to Shelly in California. One minute left, Shelly. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm calling about these protests against the cops. And mm -hmm. um, the problem with that is they're, they're putting their anger on the wrong part of our legal system. Their anger really should be on the prosecutors and the judges. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. That's, I mean, where, that's just where so many of the problems are. Yeah, yeah. that's the cops, true. Yeah. The cops don't, did, Appreciate don't, it. Thanks, uh, don't run the grand jury. Uh, no, they don't. They're <laughs> not the ones. They're only the ones who killed the guys. Well, they should, they're not the ones who. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, look, but I mean, what are they complaining about? They're not necessarily <clears throat> complaining about, uh, you know, obviously someone dying is terrible, but they're, what they're upset about, the protests are reacting to As no if they conviction. weren't charged. Right. Yeah. And so they're not really doing that part yeah. of it. It is an interesting point. Um, uh, and and again, we, there shouldn't be any anger in the in the grand jury case of uh, Darren Wilson, as far as I'm concerned. No, all the evidence points toward them doing the right thing. The only no. the only problem seems to be with the Eric Garner case. One thing I, some issues there. One thing I would say is I can hear my neighbor crying. I can't breathe. Now I'm in the struggle and I can't leave. Calling out the violence of the racist police. We ain't gonna stop, stop till the people, people are free. We ain't gonna stop till the people are free. Yeah.